Hey there, my name is Rob Payone, and welcome to the Proof of Talent podcast, the show where we discuss the career journeys related to the crypto, Web3, and blockchain industry. Today, I have a special guest for you. It is Glenn Rochland from Alchemy, and we talk through a variety of subjects as far as getting a job, finding that first opportunity within the Web3 space. And there is there are a number of frameworks. Glenn posts some fantastic content on LinkedIn. I will put his LinkedIn below if you'd like to shoot him a request or give him a follow on LinkedIn. But he posts some really good content as far as his thought process when he was getting into the crypto space and going from one of the biggest companies in the world, one of the most successful well-known companies in the world, which is Amazon, to a relatively, I'll, I'll say relatively because within the crypto space, it is it's pretty well known, but a relatively unknown startup in the form of Alchemy and how he made that decision, why he made that decision. There is some really, really good content within this podcast that I think as a job seeker, as somebody who is working within the crypto space, I think you are really going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's hop into that conversation with Glenn. So Glenn, thank you so much for taking the time to join the Proof of Talent podcast. Really appreciate it. And one of the questions I like to kick things off with is, what were you doing professionally before you got started working in the crypto or Web3 industry? Yeah, so before I started actually working in Web3 um, at my current job, I was at Amazon Web Services. I was a sales manager at the company. Um, I'd been there for about six years. But I sort of had two jobs when I was at AWS. Um, I had the job that I got paid for, which was my my sales manager job. And then I had my side hustle within Amazon, which was trying to build out a Web3 vertical within the company. Um, you know, there's a, there's a whole story there and, and um, you know, happy to talk about that. But essentially, I really believe that Amazon had such a big potential in the space and could really move the space. Um, so I was working pretty hard on trying to get them to do that and, you know, worked and, and created some um, narratives. I had an internal podcast and uh, did some user research and we ended up coming up with a few services, AWS services for blockchain, um, Amazon managed blockchain service and quantum ledger database. Uh, and that, that was a pretty big initiative of mine. So I guess that's what I was technically doing before I aped in and went full time into Web3. It's funny because I looked at your background on LinkedIn prior to to this conversation, obviously, and I've, I've actually seen a lot of your your posts and things like that on, on LinkedIn. But um, both of us were actually account executives in the software sales space prior to, to to starting, I guess, within the crypto space, and a similar story. But I didn't go down nearly as 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 in depth as you did at Amazon. But I was working at uh, Oracle at the time in 2017. And I remember seeing announcements about like the blockchain team and I was cold emailing people at Oracle while I was working at Oracle trying to get onto the blockchain team and nobody would respond to me at all. It was just like, I was like, please, somebody let me work on this stuff. I will do anything and just got zero responses for the most part. Oh man. Yeah. Oracle's the dark side, but they have a pretty big uh, blockchain team right now. And you're seeing a lot of, you know, traditional te um, tech enterprise companies starting to do it, but it wasn't that way really before 2017 or so. So it's, it's definitely a big change now. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Um, one of the things getting back to LinkedIn too, you had posted recently, and I think this is probably a good segue into to what you're doing now, but you, uh, 
not super recently, but left Amazon and went to work at, at Alchemy, which we can certainly dive into to what Alchemy does. Uh, but you had a really interesting post about the number of startups that you ended up interviewing with when you left Amazon to, to work at Alchemy and, and kind of why you ended up going to, to work there. And I'd love to, to dive into just that kind of thought process in general, um, if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. So I had gotten, I guess you could call it the startup bug when I was at AWS, you know, working with so many different startups and just seeing just such massive growth on the Amazon Web Services platform got me thinking, wow, you know, working for AWS is epic and it's, you know, an amazing opportunity, but being part of a smaller team and, and growing something from scratch is something that was really attractive to me. Um, so what I ended up doing was, you know, during COVID, listening to a ton of podcasts, um, really about revenue parts of companies and, and how different organizations were built. You know, I listened to the CRO of Snowflake and CRO of Datadog and some of these like epic software companies and learned about how they grew from basically nothing to, you know, multi-billion dollar companies that are public. Um, and I started to put together a list of, of targets. I think I looked at around 56 or so of these targets and I started to put different um, pieces of information on a spreadsheet, I actually use Notion, a Notion table, which is <laughs> pretty slow, but um, it helped me really frame where I wanted to go and make it more of a logical decision. So, you know, I put down name of the company, CEO, um, a little bit of background info on the CEO and, and who they are, what their pedigree is, uh, the industry that the company was in, the product that the company is in, who some folks on the team are, you know, I just scan LinkedIn, just like kind of open up a million tabs, get a good sense of, all right, who are these people? Where'd they go to school? What companies were they at before? What roles were they at? Um, and then sort of made a gut guess on what's the potential of this? Like what's, what's the addressable market? Um, how, how big can this really get? So I put all this stuff down, probably, you know, spent months and months on it and after that point, it was it was pretty obvious that Web3 was the right place to go, has the highest potential, tons of great founders, amazing products coming out, and the best teams. So I kind of honed in on that. Plus, I had been super passionate about blockchain. I, I think my eyes were always set on that, but I was looking at, at some other companies outside of Web3. Um, and once I decided on Web3, I really... It was it was a pretty easy decision to be honest uh, of where to go. I just I, I felt like nobody knew who Alchemy was and and I couldn't believe it. I when I actually when I when I found, the way I found Alchemy is I googled blockchain or Web three infrastructure um, and maybe I typed in like AWS or something cloud or something like that and this TechCrunch article came up. I was going to say hey, TechCrunch. <laughs> I feel like I always saw Alchemy and TechCrunch. Yeah, it's the AWS of crypto. And I was like, whoa, I, like I'm at AWS. I know this you know, infrastructure. I know about blockchain probably more than other people in, in my like role. It's a perfect fit. Um, and I was just kind of hooked. I like, I just couldn't believe it. It was like, you know, finding, finding some gold mine online that you didn't know exists. What was, so I think you had looking at the, the post now, you talked about industry web three, um, team founders potential and, and product. And I think you just covered some of that, but like, what was the most appealing part about alchemy 
for you as a as a job seeker, as a candidate looking at this? Because obviously you're somebody that I think a lot of people do, but certain people do it more so than others is really taking that like career decision seriously as um, you know, just going and putting that level of research in and things like that. What was what was really appealing to you about Alchemy as, as you evaluated it versus other Web3 companies out there? Yeah, so the space in which Alchemy operated was was the most um, interesting thing to me. You know, if you look at Web3 companies, most of them are financial based, you know, trading or um, even at that time I was looking at NFTs. Um, they're, they're all based on sort of like what happens on the top layer. Alchemy is focused on the bottom layer, the developers, and abstracting away the most challenging, most annoying things that you have to do in order to just get started to build something. And this spoke to me because this is the same thing that AWS did. They At Amazon, they call it undifferentiated heavy lifting. Um, AWS takes care of all of the things that don't really differentiate you from your competitors, whether it be air conditioning in your data center or security guards in your data center or like you know how, how neat your racks are like nobody cares about that. Whoever's using um, Twitter and Uber or Netflix, they they could care less about how clean the data center is or, or what it looks like. And AWS took care of all of that so that you could focus on your business. And when I looked into Alchemy, actually I used it, um, you know, got familiar with the product. I spoke to a few people who used it and just hearing what they said, it blew me away. They were able to reduce time to market by huge, huge percentage numbers. They are able to build products so fast. And this annoying thing that Alchemy took care of was a humongous pain to them before, before Alchemy was around. So um, that, that developer ecosystem was the most attractive part. It also has the biggest potential. I mean, if you look at some of the largest companies in the world, we've got Apple, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, who are their customers? They're developers. Um, so there's something there. You know, it's a small segment of people if you slice up the world, but it has quite the opposite effect. It's the biggest impact on the world. Yeah, that's a, it's a great point. Really, really interesting as well. And and so one of the things that I'm curious about is, you know, you went from working with one of the largest and also most well-known companies in, in the world in Amazon to working, like you said, for maybe not completely unknown within the crypto world. Um, and, and you've certainly garnered quite a great reputation uh, over the past you know, year plus, but a relatively unknown startup. What was the transition like going from working at an AWS to an Alchemy, like going from that massive company to a you know relatively small, nimble venture-backed startup? Yeah. So it, it, it wasn't the easiest, I will say. Um, mostly because of how pampered I was at Amazon. <laughs> um, you know, Amazon calls itself a, a self-serve company, but, oh man, there are so many tools and things that they build for you that you don't even realize um, developers are spending tons of time on it. I think, you know, AW, Amazon has 1.4 million employees and, you know, a big percentage of them are developers building out all different things to make, make everybody's lives easier. Um, and I, I didn't realize that. So I think just being pampered in, in, a, in a large company, a, such a large company with, with all that um, support really was a big change. But I will say I was absolutely blown away by how smart and how professional and organized everybody was at Alchemy that very soon after um, joining and, and feeling some of those initial nerves, uh, I became really comfortable. Um, and even more so the amount of people 
was actually an advantage because I got to get really close to people and become really good friends with them, um, really learn about their personal lives and sort of like break through the professional working you know, world and, and, and get to know people. And, and that actually helps you work a lot better and, and be a lot happier at work. So um, that, that was like a really big, big change for me. Um, also, the speed at which things move was way different. I mean, at Amazon, you have to write like a six page document to do one tiny little thing. And it takes a while to get approved um, at startups and especially at Alchemy. Uh, it's minutes <laughs> or, or there's no, there's no approval. It's just like, you know, go do it and go figure it out and, and move fast. So, um, I think those are some of the biggest changes. Industry specific wise within like the web three space, what was your initial reaction to working in, in web three in the first, like, let's say three to six months versus working in the traditional tech world? Yeah. Web three, you know, whether whether people like to say it or not, and, and I think this is changing, but a lot of the the users of Web three are are younger. Um, you know, there's there's different age groups, I think. Um, and I was working with a lot of young people, and at, at maybe uh, at Amazon or other places, I, I think it might have been a little bit different. But that that was one sort of big big change. Um, I think the other was the laid back attitude of web3 you know people are very much like like you, you don't have to dress up in a suit <laughs> you know you're talking to somebody who's literally a monkey face on their screen in front of you um it's so different and the attitude that comes with that is equally different um so just the, you know saying what's up to somebody on the call versus hello my name is glenn um that that was actually a I thought a bigger change than maybe I had, I had thought about. Um, and then the other part of Web3 that's really interesting is that a lot of people are anonymous. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to build relationships with people and connect with them and you don't know their name or what they look like and they really don't want you to know, um, that changes the dynamic a little bit. It's, it's, not a, it's not at all a bad thing. It's just a very different thing. Um, so that, that was really surprising to me just like I knew that it was true, but just having to then navigate that was, was interesting. Yeah. That's, it's a good point. It's funny. I've, I've seen that and like have felt that in a variety of different instances. And even when we've hired people, like we've hired people to join a recruiting firm from different recruiting companies that work in like these, like kind of like big older recruiting firms and like they have to go and they have to wear a suit every day into work. And we had, we hired somebody and she wore she wore a suit on like this, the first day of work. Um, and I was like, you don't have to wear that. And she's like, no, but I feel more comfortable in this. I was like, our clients will not want you to wear that. Our candidates do not want to see you in a suit. It is okay. Trust me. You can wear a t-shirt and it's totally fine. Yeah. I had to get a whole new wardrobe. I have my web three wardrobe, which is basically like company t-shirts, yeah, company t-shirts and uh, Lululemon pants. Uh, I'm, I'm in 10,000 pants every day. <laughs> nice. Um, so another another post you had, which I thought was was interesting, was around uh, just reading through resumes in the, uh, in the in the Web3 space and how a lot of them aren't um, made, so, some of them have a little bit of difficulty in terms of formulating, you know, what they want to do. And there were a couple different points that, that you made a couple different tips um, on, you know, around what to remove kind of 
and things of that nature. And would love to, to dive into that because I think the subject of, of resumes in, in crypto is not something that we, we talk about all the time. And, and going through it, I, I do agree seeing a lot of resumes on a daily basis. Um, there, there are definitely some kind of continual mistakes that, that people make. Um, so would love to chat through just some of those things that you had mentioned there as far as mistakes that people make on a Web3 resume. Definitely. Um, I'll start by saying that a lot of Web3 companies are probably looking for, for similar things at the end of the day in, in the character of a person. So, you know, the, the industry is just getting started. It's, it's like day one for, for Web3 pretty much. And you're joining a company and joining a startup is already like, you know, building a plane while it's taking off. But since Web3 is just taking off, you're, you're basically building a plane while taking off on a plane that's being built and taking off. So it's, it's a, the whole industry has this sort of um, requirement for somebody to be a builder. Um, and I think ultimately founders and recruiters, unless you're, you're doing something really specific, are looking for people who can you know, get you done and build something or have built something and don't, can go after problems and solve them really effectively and creatively on their own um, and be comfortable with failure and, and trying things out. So, you know, it's a very generic term, you know, being a builder, but I think it doesn't matter if you're a marketer, if you're business development, if you're an engineer, it doesn't matter. Like you have to be able to like go build something and, and bring that to the team and, and have it be useful. So that that's the number one thing that they're looking for. Um, the other thing that they're looking for, which, which I wrote a little bit about that, that got probably the most attention was involvement. Um, and I don't mean trading crypto. So anyone can trade crypto. It's really easy. And everyone made a lot of money trading crypto when it was a bull market. You basically could make money in any, any way. <laughs> like, it would be impressive if you didn't make money during, the, during a bull market. Um, what I mean by involvement is they're looking for people who really get into the weeds and can actually explain a few things. It doesn't have to be everything. You could be really interested in one specific topic like meth. Um, or uh, you know a specific type of NFT or soulbound NFTs. Like you, you could go down a specific path, and I think just showing that you're able to do that, or if you're in a community, or if you've built something, or if you're you know uh, in some way adding value to that ecosystem, then that that's a really strong sign because that means you're passionate about it, and passion is is really important because you're going to take that passion and enthusiasm and transfer it to the people at the company, to the customers, um, and everybody wants that. Like you, you need to be able to, to be that evangelist of, of your company and what your mission is. So showing involvement, I think in, in that way is really important. Um, the other thing I'll say is like, you know, the Web3 world has very specific foundational pieces to it. Um, you know, especially with Ethereum, you can go look at uh, Etherscan and check out basically everything that's happened on the blockchain. Um, and there's there's lots of other things like that. So if you're able to show that you understand it and can apply that knowledge and maybe do research using Etherscan or um, you know find people on LinkedIn in a specific way or find people on Twitter, um, those applications of, of Web3 knowledge, I think are also really important because it, it puts you kind of at like the table stakes area of, hey, we need to do very similar things that what we're doing in Web3, you know, go find recruits or go find 
um, people who have this skill set or, or find out information about XYZ, but it's Web3. So you have to know how to do it in that world. So that, that was the other area. Um, and then finally, the communication skills. That I think at any startup is super important, but in a space that's confusing like Web3, where there's lots of nuances to everything and there's lots of ways of thinking about things. Hell, there's 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 a bunch of companies that have the same name. Um, like there's a few different genie companies out there and we've had issues like, Oh, which genie you're talking about? Oh, you know, this the past two weeks. I thought you were talking, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about this original one. So so being able to communicate effectively is a really, really important skill. Um, so those those were some of the things that I thought people should have. And then I, I had a few other things in the post um about like, you know, things to remove on your resume and how to have a, a you know a nice pitch and keywords. But ultimately I think resume is just one piece of it. Um mm-hmm. there there's a lot of ways to get past that stage really fast and, and maybe even skip it completely or just have it um, be as an afterthought. So, so don't, don't think resume alone is like, you know, super, super important unless that's your only way to, to kind of speak to the people at the company. Yeah. I think one of the things you mentioned, and like I've talked about this a lot, but involvement, I do think is, is really, that might, obviously, you know, you have to have an all around kind of all encompassing approach and like you said, you know, good communication skills, you know, have kind of that startup builder type of attitude and and just kind of the overall knowledge, but like having the involvement within the space and and like that true involvement, like you said, is is really important because I think there is a massive difference between somebody saying, you know, oh, okay, I bought XRP in you know 2017 or in 2020, and you know, I made a 3x and I thought it was cool versus somebody who can within like you know pretty good detail give you some type of explanation on a topic of which that they enjoy within the industry like you said you know, there are so many things i think that's what's one of the cool aspects of of just the industry as a whole right now is like there are so many different like little subsets and niches within the niche overall that you can nerd out on and become maybe not a full on expert but like you can show your competence by being able to talk about that topic for five minutes. And that's what ultimately I think people look for. And it is as, as somebody who is a recruiter in the space, it is very easy to tell who knows what they're talking about and who like knows their shit versus who has, you know, maybe, maybe traded a few times on Binance or on Coinbase and, and, and being knowing yourself personally and like having that self-awareness to know which one you are. And if you are the type that's just on trading, like take a step back and find out what interests you and then try try and get to that next level where you really do have that true competency in something that interests you versus just a very surface level knowledge. Definitely. And I'll add on top of that, that even, you know, there's, you could spend in multiple lifetimes going through everything in Web3, but if you just pick one thing that's really interesting to you and can talk to it in simple terms, that, I, in my opinion, will take you so much farther because uh, it shows that you can go deep in a subject um, and it shows that you're really interested in it. And if you can do those two things, you can do it again. Uh, maybe it's not super relevant to the company that you're looking at, but you can repeat that process. So that's that's like generally really important, especially when talking to, to folks who are looking to join the company. Um, being able to go truly deep in one area, don't really care which uh, most of the time is mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. And 
One thing I think that's kind of interesting about your journey as well, and I feel like uh, we've chatted about it before a little bit on on the show, but transferable skill set and and interest. And I think one thing that you had and and saw and noticed, and you know, sounded like that was what was appealing to you about alchemy was kind of that alchemy was in some cases like the the AWS of Web three, and that you had six years of infrastructure experience working at Amazon. And that translated, you know, sounds like it translated really well to what you're doing at Alchemy and, and kind of your your current role right now. And I think that's also something that as a candidate, if you're out there and if you're looking for an opportunity, it's trying to see if you do have that type of experience. If what you do right now is something that you like, if it does transfer over to the Web3 space, that's something that could be a really good fit. If you are working in infrastructure, if you're working in something else, if you're working in finance, maybe that DeFi or, you know, centralized company along those lines, like having that transferable skill set, I think is also a huge, huge benefactor to, to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And and you'd be surprised which skill sets are transferable. There, there's a lot of them. Doesn't always have to be, Oh, I'm in finance. So I have to join finance company. It, It could also be like, I, I was able to talk to the business value of this product. Well, join a company that has one product or a lot of products, um, you know, that you can do that and effectively really show value to the company. I would, you know, I would almost like reverse engineer. What are, what are your biggest value props as a person and where does that align best to within companies that you're looking at? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really great point. Um, thinking about your kind of journey in this space and sounds like it started at Amazon and it's probably continued quite a bit since then as far as content or or learning and I saw a, a cool announcement that you, y'all had at Alchemy recently as well um, but as far as content or learning what has been really helpful to build up your knowledge base within the space um, of of crypto web3 and, and blockchain yeah content is is a really interesting uh, piece of this for me because I think there's a good side of content and a bad side of content. <laughs> the bad side of content is I'm listening to podcasts all all day. I'm reading, I'm on Twitter, I'm reading articles. And then that just never ends and you keep doing it. And then a year or two years goes by and you're like, all right, like I know a lot about this stuff. I'm going to keep reading. Well, you're not actually doing anything. Um, you're, you're kind of procrastinating. And the reason I'm saying this is because I did that for seven years or more. Um, you know, I, I first learned about Bitcoin in 2013 and spent a ton of time just reading articles and learning and becoming interested and disinterested um, until I finally decided to really make, make the leap. But now being in the world of Web3 and actually living in it, I will say that that's probably the biggest advantage of working at a Web3 company is you get to be in the weeds and all day, every day, see things happen and, and you know, bring things to market and, and actually experience it, which is the best way to learn. But if you're not in that situation, um, what I would probably do is find those people and sit down with them and talk to them. And not that many, you know, a few, um, just say, Hey, like what are some of the most important problems that you're seeing? What are the most important trends that you're working on? Um, what, what are, what are some of the biggest, um, areas that you think, um, things are going and learn a little bit about it. Like, you know, you don't really need to know that much about it, but then within your, your day, maybe you have alerts on Twitter on somebody who talks about that topic a lot, 
or you follow somebody on LinkedIn who, who always mentions this, this main thing that you're really looking to learn about, or there's a podcast that does it. And just try to make it a part of your, your habits and everyday life to just learn. Um, and don't go crazy. Like learn, learn for the sake of taking action. Don't learn for the sake of, of learning because it's interesting. Because one's a hobby if you're learning because it's interesting. And, but if you want to put it to action and get a job and make money in Web3, then you have to put it to action. So then take your learnings and do something. Whatever it is you're interested in, you know, build a project or build a website or build a community or, or like um, craft something that's of value to a, maybe a DAO uh, in the space. Like, like, like add value with your knowledge and you'll learn a lot more when you do that. And that I believe will really take you far. Yeah, that's that's an awesome point. And I think one of the things you said too, kind of going from the beginning is, is working in this space and how valuable that is. And it's something that I experienced firsthand too. Like when I, like going back to the original topic of working at Oracle and trying to get into the space, I ended up getting a job at, at Airswap, which is a decentralized exchange built in Ethereum um, back in the day. And it was funny because I had a community of friends and we would get together in, in New York City and talk about all this stuff. And um, you know, I was obsessed with it. And all I did was you know, listen to podcasts and make podcasts at the time about about crypto, but it was so different getting into the industry at the end of the day, and being able to go into an office or to talk to people, you know, in that kind of nine to five setting as well. And then kind of going to those conferences as like a representative of a company and, and all those types of things, I just felt like being within the industry was such a different experience than being on the outside of the industry and kind of like listening in from from the outside in um and so for me that was a huge like it was just a huge game changer and one of the things that like i really was valued about working in the space was just having that the access to like relationships and information i feel like is is very hard if you're not working within you know working within it full time a hundred percent i actually so before i got into web3 i had a hit list of people that I wanted to meet, like Vitalik and and just a lot of big names within Web3. And I would go to all these conferences and meet someone, shake their hand and say something, or, or maybe even start texting or emailing with them. And I come home and I'd tell my wife and she'd be like, nobody knows who that is, nobody cares, like get over yourself. But I was super excited about it. Um, and now those people, I think a lot more people know who they are, but it took so much effort and going to conferences to do that. But then once I once I got into Web3, into the, the world and, and started working in it, oh man, uh, the access to people is insane. Like at Alchemy, you know, the we, we speak to every Web3 company. Uh, you know, we, we have customer chats with everybody. Um, I can probably talk to 99% of people within the space. Plus, you know, the investor world, we have A16Z, who's one of our investors. Um, you know, there's a lot of people at A16Z that people follow on podcasts and and just a message away. So I agree with you. The 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 contrast of getting into the job and then the access you get after that is 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 astronomically different. Yeah, yeah, and that's not the only reason I would say to work in the space because like there you have to have your you have to have your reasons in general. But I do think when people are debating, I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, should I you know should I work in the space now or should I wait? another year or so a lot of times like don't don't just choose any company you should be selective and you should work for a company that you feel like is a good fit you're excited about the product you've you know kind of gone through your own little spreadsheet of of what matters to you but at the end of the day whether you're timing these mark trying to time these markets with a career cycle or whatever it might be i think you're better off always getting in sooner rather than later 
for the sole reason that you're just going to be able to generate those relationships um, and those connections and, and have that access that you just wouldn't have if you are, you know, an employee at Amazon or Oracle or, you know, any big bank or anything like that. Um, so it's just, it's such an interesting contrast. It was for me, at least a super interesting contrast. Yeah. I, I speak to a lot of people who say, Oh, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. The market's down. I'm going to wait. Well, what are you waiting for? Um, like the, the best time to get into crypto was always in the past. And it's, you know, the, when you wait, it, your, your past is right now. Um, and it's, it does not make sense in my mind to wait. Uh, it's it's not going to do you any good, and you don't have to make a choice when you interview somewhere. You know, you can say that I don't feel right about this. Um, maybe there's something else I want, and you go down this journey of what is Web three for me, and what what do I want to get out of it. Um, it's always best to start as soon as you possibly can. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And one last question, we'll finish off here with. Want to just talk about the the future, and this could be about anything in in the web3 space at all but what's one thing you're really excited about um could be a, a trend a product a, anything what's one thing you're really excited about in the future here for web3 so i think probably the thing i'm most excited about is how you know web3 is composable you can build on top of different components and when people make a decentralized application um what that gives you is this open source piece of technology that can then be built on top of, and people can tweak it and edit it in the way that they want. You know, when you use Instagram, and I think Instagram had uh, um, like the the TikTok thing that they did for a while, and it was super annoying, and you couldn't use it. And I was like, I use this app all the time, which isn't a good thing. And now I finally <laughs> can just not use it anymore. But if it was a web three application, I could just go back to the version that I liked, or I could build my own version. Um, and that is something that exists within web three, the composability. And I think we're going to hit a point soon where there will be certain components of applications or applications themselves that people are building on top of that just make the user experience amazing and unlock a ton of new functionality. Um, for example, you know, before when when we were talking, I was like, I know I've spoken to Rob before. Like, I know I have. When when did I speak with him? And you know, I was looking through LinkedIn and looking through Twitter, and I couldn't really find it. In the Web three world, say, you know, we we interact in a Web three social applications. I could probably write a quick script, or somebody would have done it, or I could just say, find in the in the ether where we had a connection and show me. Um, and it's just going to be so many things like that, that unlock value that, you know, has never, uh, existed before. And I'm, I'm just super excited for, for that world. Um, you know, lots of companies will, will be, are already starting to use web three applications and, uh, it's just going to benefit the consumer in so many ways. And, and I think we're starting to see that happen already. Yeah. The, the progress of the industry within the last, like, even just like four years, I feel like is, is really incredible. And like the level of sophisticated, like just things were so unsophisticated and clunky three or four years ago. And just now they are better by leaps and bounds. And people always, I feel like tend to just really, everybody gets super hyped up in a certain time period because of prices or whatever. And they over-exaggerate what's going to happen in that short period of time. But like, in the you know in the medium to long term, I think just the quality of of talent and brain power in this space 
is going to build some really incredible things. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to, to watch that happen for sure. Totally. I mean, a little over a year ago, pretty much nobody knew what an NFT was. And within that period of time, an entire new industry has been built. You could buy an NFT with your credit card. You could buy NFT with cash, uh, US dollars in like in hand. Um, that the speed at which that took place is insane. And I don't think people realize it because it was over about a year. Um, it, it's it's going to be insane how fast things things pick up as this keeps growing and and it's it's super exciting. I mean, it's why we're in it every day. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. You had a really, I think, some some great advice and stories in general on careers in the Web three space, and I think it's going to be useful and and helpful to a lot of people who are considering an opportunity. So, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a ton. Appreciate it. Um, you know, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to try and help as many people as I can. It's, it's definitely something I want to do. So thanks for the time, Rob.